Good morning and welcome to Morning Mixtape News. You are tuned in to Met Radio 1280 AM in Toronto. I'm your host, Anna Giselle Singh, and here are our headlines for today. First, Manitoba has elected its first First Nations Premier in an NDP majority. Then, Donald Trump gets put under a gag order in court. Thirdly, a watchdog report shows that the Ontario government is spending $2 billion under budget. And finally, WestJet suspends flights from Toronto to Montreal all winter. Then, after that, we'll go to Krishna for a new segment of Hidden Histories. But now, to the news. Manitoba headed to the polls this week in a monumental election that will see its first First Nations premier take office soon. Global News reports that NDP candidate Wab Kanu was elected as premier in a big night for the NDP who took the majority. Kanu is the only First Nations premier to be elected in Manitoba. Global News says that Kanu is also a broadcast journalist and musician along with politician. In his victory speech, Kanu said, quote, Manitoba did something more progressive than any of those big cities ever did. We elected a strong team of new Democrats to fix health care and make your life more affordable, end quote. Canoe is the first person from the three Indigenous groups in Canada to hold the position of Premier since John Norquay in Manitoba. The Métis leader held the position in the late 1800s. Global News reports that the NDP's win comes after seven years of progressive conservative governments. In their campaign, the NDP have promised to invest in Manitoba's health care system. CTV says that their election campaign committed to spending $11 million to make birth control free for all Manitoba residents. They also told voters they'd restore birthing services in the province's northern region, along with better technology to improve diagnostic services. The party also committed to expanding infrastructure, including a new airport at the Wasagamak First Nation. Canute will be sworn in in early November. Donald Trump has been hit with a gag order by the judge overseeing his civil fraud trial in New York. CTV News reports that the former president will be hit with sanctions should he violate the order speaking in contempt of the court. Justice Arthur Engeron enacted the order after Trump shared a post on social media with the judge's top law clerk. In the post, the clerk poses with Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, and Trump refers to her as, quote, Schumer's girlfriend. Trump has since deleted the post. The attorney governor of New York who brought the case forth has also been placed under the same order. Neither parties are allowed to make comments regarding the judge's staff. The attorney governor of New York is currently trying to stop Trump from being able to do business in the state of New York. The judge said, quote, personal attacks of any member of my court are unacceptable, inappropriate, and I will not tolerate them, end quote. Chuck Schumer is not related to the current court case. Engeron did not specify the consequences Trump or the Attorney General will face should he violate the order. CTV News says that the trial could continue until December. It will review six more claims that Trump has falsified business records, committed insurance fraud, and conspiracy. 
Next up, an Ontario watchdog says the provincial government has been spending over $2 billion under budget this quarter. The Financial Accountability Office report says that out of the $42 billion budget, the provincial government has spent around $40 billion in the first three months of the fiscal year. The report says that the low spending can be traced back to underfunding Ontario's health sector. The government has spent over $1 million less in things like long-term home care programs and substance harm reduction programs. The report also shows that over $600 million were saved by underfunding planned expenses on financial and employment supports. That sector includes the Ontario Disability Support Program. The Financial Accountability Officer says that Ontario's underspending is, quote, a little bit higher than average, unquote. According to the Financial Accountability Officer, the average underspending in the last four years has been about $6 billion. And finally, you may have to reconsider your options if you're looking to fly between Toronto and Montreal this winter. CTV reports that WestJet has suspended flights from Toronto to Montreal until April 2024. The route is regularly once a day. CTV says that WestJet has flown 80% fewer flights between Toronto and Montreal than they did in 2019. In the past few years, they have also cut routes in Ontario, Quebec, and Atlantic Canada to focus more on Western routes. CTV says that the changes come as WestJet sets their eyes on the horizon of long-haul flights across the country. Well, that's the news for today. Thanks for listening in. Here's Krishna with Hidden Histories. Good morning. I'm Krishna Prasad, and welcome to this week's Hidden History segment, where I talk about the little-known stories behind our everyday world. It's October now, which means pumpkin spice lattes, fall colors, and giant Home Depot lawn skeletons. So as a nerd and a fan of Halloween, it's also the time of year that gets me rereading Frankenstein. So in the spirit of the season, let's talk about the brains behind the world's first science fiction novel, Mary Shelley. Let's start from the beginning. According to Biography.com, Mary Shelley, born Mary Wollstonecraft Godwin, was born August 30th, 1797, to philosopher and political writer William Godwin and famed feminist Mary Wollstonecraft, who tragically passed away shortly after his birth. Godwin was left to take care of Shelley and her stepsister on his own until his marriage with Mary Jane Claremont. Let's say Shelley was definitely not a fan of her new stepmom, and evidently the feeling was mutual, as Claremont sent her own daughters to school but saw no need to educate Shelley. Instead, she roamed her father's impressive library, often seen reading and daydreaming to cope with her less-than-stellar home life. It's also one of the reasons why she picked up writing in the first place. As a child, she'd spend all her free time scribbling away, but her writing would really only kick into high gear after her marriage to poet Percy Shelley. This is also when the whole Frankenstein thing would start. Let's set the scene. It's 1816 and a rainy summer night. The Shelleys are at Lord Byron's Swiss villa, killing time, telling ghost stories, when Lord Byron has a nifty little idea. They're all writers, right? So why not entertain themselves by writing their own little horror stories? The next night, Percy and Lord Byron shared their tales, but Mary, who had yet to be struck with inspiration, had nothing. 
So they talk philosophy instead. Very 1800s of them. Within Percy and Lord Byron's discussion, one topic that caught Mary's ear was Galvanism. According to the University of Georgia, Luigi Galvani found out that if you held a copper probe at one end of a dissected frog's leg and a piece of iron at the other, the legs would twitch as though the frog was still alive. Later, his nephew would replicate this weird and sort of gross experiment on the body of an executed criminal. And it worked. The body moved as though it was alive, with the muscles spasming, hands clenching, and even opening its eyes from the electricity. This chilling image, and the very concept of harnessing science to control life and death, stuck with Mary as she went to bed, and by the time she woke up, she had a brand new nightmare and an idea. In 1818, this idea would be published anonymously to the world. Now, over 200 years later, Frankenstein remains a cultural icon and a story to remember, its legacy living on in countless adaptations across just about any medium you can think of. Mary Shelley went on to write for much longer, her collection including, but not limited to, six more novels, a novella, mythological drama, stories and articles, biographies, and even a collection of travel books. That's all for this week's Hidden Histories. I'm your host, Krishna Prasad, reporting for Met Radio, 1280 AM, Toronto. And thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in to Morning Mixtape News. I'm Anna Giselle Funising for Met Radio, 1280 AM, in Toronto. Be sure to keep that dial tuned for more Met Radio. Stay groovy, Toronto.